0: Welcome sports fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Here's Matt Mosley.
1: That is uh, Matt Mosley, your leader uh, in uh, sports radio, local sports radio. Here we are, and uh, we're just going to go right into, oh, we'll take you to 6 o'clock tonight. There's no telling what we have coming up after that. I can tell you that tomorrow we'll have some Baylor basketball at 4 o'clock uh, pre-game will be 3:30. That's Oklahoma State. We'll be at the Farrell Center. Kids need to get on back into town. Students need to get back into town and show up for that thing. Okay, you can't let they barely rarely loses women's or men's, but you can't let these things steamroll on you. And uh, both programs need to jump back in the um, in the winning category. We'll have Curtis Quillen on today, and. Um, I think it was Curtis from channel 6 who said that uh, this was the first time Baylor had st- uh, started 0 and2 in conference since Sonia Hogue was the coach in 99 uh, 2000 people say Mosley come on come on there's reasons for that that's true that's true and uh, we gonna, we're going we need to kind of stick together on this thing got a new coach, new philosophy had some COVID hit there's a, there's a uh, and the big 12's gotten really good. Okay, so I don't want to throw out a bunch of excuses. Bears need to play better, and uh, they got to get this thing going. And we got to have, you know, less rabbit ears. Can't be listening to what this person's saying or that person's saying. Got to bear down, no pun intended, and get this thing going. All right, Aaron, do you feel like they should bring me in for a little speech about now? I feel like the team could use me. And. um, uh, yeah. it'll be great. It'll be great. Bears will be okay. They're gonna climb back in this thing, and they'll be they'll be fine. They got Nalissa. Long as you have Nalissa and Queen played tremendously. I mean, I she was she 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 got back in there and fought, and I appreciate that. If Queen Egbo plays like that, they'll win plenty of games. Okay, they are highly capable. And all these people trying to oh they just don't have any players. That's bull. That do not give up on this team. Do not give up on this new coach. All right, are you listening to me out there? 254 662 1660. And uh, you can uh, weigh in. I know we had a lot of people calling in and texting in yesterday, wanted to talk about the women. Let's not, just because they're down a little bit, do not give up on this team. It's not the time. It's not, we don't need to be Kim fans or Nikki fans or anything like that. It's Baylor women's basketball. That's the way it needs to work. Aaron, are you inspired? Am I say? Have I started the show today? Kind of, kind of lifting your spirits and getting you excited. I am. Yeah, yeah. Sound like totally. it, right? <laughs> you really? Yeah, no. I want you to bring it today, okay? I, I, I want I'm ready. that, Aaron. All right, good, good. I, I want. Uh, this is a Friday. I do not need you short time in this thing. Now, Aaron, will you be called upon to? Uh, work at, during any of these games this weekend, or do you have the weekend off? What, are we, what what kind of schedule are you looking at this weekend?
2: I will be here to run the Lady Bears game on Sunday.
1: All right. Tell, tell everybody what time that game gets started on Sunday. And uh, that game's at Kansas, I believe. They'll go to Fog Allen for that. What time can folks listen to that ball game? Is
2: a 1.30 pregame with tip-off at a little after 2 o'clock as they take on Kansas. Who's coming off a big win over Texas? So, should be a good yeah. game. Hopefully, Lady Bears get back on the uh, on the winning side of the ledger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope so too. Hey, have you been able to hear? Is Derek keeping it positive? I mean, does Derek have a? I mean, I, I just don't want. In in are are people blaming the change on the play by play? I don't. For mm. this, do you? Mm. Bruce Geetson's a buddy of ours. They, they and they just they said Bruce you're out and you're gonna we're gonna put uh Derek and Derek ran on in there and and I mean Derek's now baseball women's basketball he's trying to take over the world has do you feel like Derek's kept a a positive attitude through all this
2: I honestly I don't think I've ever heard Derek not be positive
1: <laughs> oh okay I really I thought I'm being serious he, no he was I thought you're very positive I and upbeat No, I thought you were going to say i have never heard (laughs) heard Derek do a game. I thought, Aaron, you don't have to say that.
2: (laughs) Probably, I've heard lots of games Derek's done. Very positive in general and especially on the broadcast. The
1: university's thinking about bringing me in to kind of be a third voice in that booth to try to kind of turn this thing around a little bit, but I don't want to make a big to-do about it. I've just been getting some feelers. What am I doing on the weekends? Nobody's ever asked me that. Uh I will uh, I will be I did get uh cr- um I got confirmation today, Aaron. I've got some of my best friends in the world are people in PR. Now there are probably people listening to this from Baylor like, really? But that's the truth. I mean, whether it be the Giants PR over the years, the New York Giants the uh, even back to Washington football team, I, I had some great friends from that PR crew and the Cowboys over the years. but but occasionally I, I uh, you know I, I kind of maybe can be a little bit rough to deal with for PR people, all right There's some people in Waco who would confirm that. But the good news is Aaron, after a little bit of a battle the last couple of years with the Cowboys PR, uh, I will be. In the booth, I will be at the uh, and I've been there some this year, but uh, I will be covering it for Fox Digital and um, that that's foxsports.com, uh, and I'll be at the game Sunday. So somehow, Aaron, I'll be I'll I'll cover it for us. I'll I'll I've got to do a podcast after the game with Colin Calherd, followed by the Doomsday podcast with Ed Werder, and then I have to find the time to write about a thousand word column off the game. <laughs> so it's going to be a busy, it'll be a busy Sunday. But I'll find a way. I'll figure it out. It'll be fun. I like the challenge of that. At one point I got burned out and I really could, I was doing that almost on a daily basis. What, like what I just said, Aaron, it sounds very tough to do, very tough to navigate. I was doing things like that almost on a daily basis. So this will be a great challenge because I haven't had to pull something off like this in a long time. But we shall we shall see, and it'll be fun, and it'll be Cowboys versus San Francisco. Got a huge lineup for you today. Uh, in fact, uh, Aaron, we may be hearing from some of our sponsors here in the next few minutes. But before that, let me tell you this. At 420 today, uh, we have Chris Level who covers – Texas Tech, all right, they're in Manhattan. They're going to get ready to play Kansas State. They're 3-1. and one. They're on a roll. And what I've realized is either the Dallas people, uh, Tech people show up big, or we just have a ton of Tech people in Central Texas. I think it's both. But the other night, man, they were gathered all over the place. I was running into them in West. They were all over Waco. The, the, the Tech people, especially when they're playing well, They will show up in droves. Now, I don't want to say, it sounds like I'm saying they're front runners. They are a very loyal crew. But uh, if you are a tech person and you like listening to our show and you want more Texas Tech mentions and coverage, we just had your new head coach on recently, text us, 254-662-1660, and just say, hey, I'm a tech person. I love listening to the Matt Mosley Show. Or you don't even have to say you love listening to it. Okay, good. Now, yeah, Fonville's early. Uh, uh, Fond- uh, Bri- uh, Brian Fonville, executive vice president at Central National Bank. Joe Nesbitt, of course, the uh, president of that bank. And uh, these are gentlemen, and I can almost hear myself, uh, Aaron. We can. Uh, uh, they uh, they've got us now. We're in a speaker situation with them. This is a uh, this is a fun announcement that we've been looking forward to making. Uh, Brian, sound off. Who from? Who's representing? You guys, I know you are. Uh, is anybody else on the line? Yeah, we have the one and only Joe Nesbitt on the line, Matt. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> What's uh, Joe is is Joe doing a casual Friday situation, or did he get the suit and tie on a Friday there at Central National Bank, the leading commercial bank in the state of Texas? What kind of Brian, break it down for me what is what is what uh, sounds really weird? What is Joe wearing? <laughs> you know, uh, Matt, he came in today dressed casual,
3: but when he found out we were going to be on the Mosley show, he was like, do you think I should go home at lunch and put on a suit? And I was like, Joe, it's it's the radio. Nobody can see you. <laughs> Joe, hey, Matt, uh, this so is. I had, a, yeah. I had a
4: casual lunch today. I'm going to tell you what, you know, I've had, I had a really nice salad, had a really nice salad for lunch. And then. I've gone strong with my snack game this afternoon. I've had two beef jerky sticks. It's more like a meat flavored substance. And then I had a bag of uh peanut Ms. I've had a lemonade and a Coke. So uh I'm I feel I feel like I'm going casual with my food game today.
1: Yeah, I mean you've always been in pretty good shape. Uh a member of the, the Nesbits were uh were big time SAEs from what I recall at Baylor. And SAE at one point was the uh they were the intramural champions, uh, so you had to at least stay in shape enough to take down the Fijis and the KOTs on the intramural fields. Now, Joe, do you, where do you go to get a, uh, a good, like you, uh, you can get the bohemian garlic or the, uh, or the teriyaki jerky at uh, Bucky's. Of course, you got to go all the way to Temple to do that. Where's your go-to for jerky or beef sticks? They're in the they're in the uh, greater Waco area.
4: Yeah, the, I'll tell you right now, the Central National Bank break room on Highway 84. We've got these little boxes of uh, meat flavored, you know, uh, surprise meat beef jerky <laughs> stuff that's probably ninety uh, percent salt, and then who knows what else is in it. It's really good, but if I'm not eating that, uh, I'll probably eat some beef jerky that is from an animal that somebody
1: killed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For lack of a better way of describing that. That's okay. Um, And, um, Joe, did you get – and we're talking to the executives at Central National Bank. Were you – have you become just a bit jealous that Brian and your brother have become probably – the folks in Crawford think of them – they want them to become the full-time voices – of Crawford Athletics, and uh, and that team is really, really good, and they've ridden the wave. How, how is that for you, Joe, as a guy who's a former uh, actor and also a guy who's done some broadcasting? Are you comfortable just listening to Brian, your brother, or are you thinking about uh, coming out of retirement next year uh, and doing some broadcasting?
4: You know, I uh, I'm used to kind of standing behind on the other side of the glass, you know, looking at people succeed and I'm crying <laughs> and it's, it's so, so I'm used to that you know the it's a sad there's a sad little song playing in the background and I'm there just watching everybody have fun playing uh, but they do a Tom and Brian do a really really good job I enjoy listening I have children that are in high school involved in their own activities and so I had to hang it up when we were doing the Waco high broadcasts so I could you know, instead of going following the Waco High Lions around or the Crawford Pirates around on Friday nights, I'm I'm watching my own kids do their thing. But uh, man, I I sure do enjoy listening.
1: Yeah, I want to. Um, I, I I do not want y'all to abandon Crawford, but at some point we're going to take back over the Midway Panthers and that whole deal. Uh, we let it slip away briefly. But, man, I, we're going to be right back in the middle of that. And then, Joe, you need to be – I don't know what capacity it will be in. Now, the problem is your son will <laughs> – your kids will have graduated. He'll be like, mostly I'm no longer interested. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you do have a, a, a top-notch golfer in the family. Now, guys, I, I'm, I, I've almost run out of time here. I want to make the big announcement People have, uh, fortunately, over the last three or four years, it, it was like the start of the pandemic when we uh, started our relationship together. I don't really know what to read into that, but uh, <laughs> we, we uh, the, the, y'all became the presenting sponsors of the Matt Mosley Show, and you did it at a really crazy, weird, unpredictable time. We'd had some changes at the station. Mosley gets thrown in, but... But, I mean, it was a wild time. And then even before that, I think went back from the 10 to noon, y'all made a serious commitment. But uh, I I just appreciate you and Brian so much. We love our relationship with Central National Bank. And I just thought it would be a great time to make the announcement. We are re-upping. And um, for some reason, uh, our sales staff likes to do like two-month turn. I, I, I actually interjected myself for once, and I said, I know you don't believe that. Uh, and I said, let's do a, a longer-term type deal. And, uh, Joe, has has Brian told you that he, he signed off on a long-term deal with the Matt Mosley show? Are, are you aware of this?
4: I, I am aware. And I understand okay. that you've agreed to be like a deputy loan officer for Central National Bank, where we kind of deputize you and you go out and drum up, like, I don't know, $100 million in loans for us.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, You've seen me. <laughs> You've seen me operate. Uh, I can – but I'd be happy to do that. And uh, I love bragging on on Central National Bank, and I also love the fact that it's a locally owned bank. And uh, I don't always try to name drop, but I – I mean, occasionally I do, but it is pretty cool. Like, when you start naming the the people who own the bank, and then the Nesbitt family obviously has huge ties to – to the banking industry, it's pretty cool who's who uh, in uh, not only like American uh, or not only like Waco and Texas, it's like the who's who in American politics, but we don't have to get into all that. I just wanted to let you guys know how excited I am about it, uh, the renewal, and um, it's great. And, uh, and, and, Joe, just in case he he doesn't brag on himself, just know that Fonville, F- the negotiation with Fonville, it, it was as tough as it's ever been, but uh, what we, finally, we finally struck a deal, and uh, we are very proud uh, to announce our extension with Central National Bank.
4: Well, we're very proud
3: of our association with you, Matt.
4: Brian, you got anything?
3: No, absolutely. Uh, Matt, I think what pushed it over the edge for me was uh, that talk earlier in the week about Aaron's algorithm. We want to sponsor that segment also.
1: I think Aaron would be. Uh, you hear Aaron's voice. I think Aaron would love that. Aaron, as a, I what Brian's referencing is one. When, uh, when I said Aaron, what do you? Why do you stay up till three or four in the morning? And what do you watch? And he just said, he whatever the YouTube algorithm tells him. And that's. I believe we will have a Aaron's algorithm. And then guys, we're gonna uh, we're gonna be busting out with kind of a new weekly segment with Joe and Aaron, excuse me, not Joe and Aaron, but Joe and Brian. And uh, it'll be fun. And although I've seen some of Joe's videos over the years, so I do get worried about a weekly hit with you guys. <laughs> but uh, it's very exciting. So thank you, guys. Thanks to both of you. And uh, Joe, go get yourself another uh, another Slim Jim. And let's have a great weekend.
4: All right, man. I, we earned it, buddy. Thank you very much.
1: You bet, everybody. Uh, thank you, Brian. Brian, uh, the official soccer the official soccer expert of the Matt Mosley Show. We appreciate him as uh, he continues to kind of monitor the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's team, which now includes, uh, they just called up Dennis Rodman's daughter. So I don't know if Fonville can still hear us, but that is a big story, and that's one I want Fonville to cover for us. All right, we are going to talk some Texas Tech hoops, of all things. This team is on a roll, and we need to get to the bottom of exactly what has happened and why Texas Tech is about to be a top ten team in the country. Red Raiders, be by the, be by the channel. It's all next.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. A wind advisory overnight and throughout the day on Saturday, as we'll see mostly cloudy skies and very windy conditions. 35 for the low tonight. Sunshine, very windy tomorrow, 44. But with our strong winds, it'll feel like the 20s for most of the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Matt Mosley,
6: weekdays at 4
1: p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I kind of wanted to root for the Bears. So when I leave the press box, then I can kind of I can kind of get with it. And we happened to be right next to some Ole Miss people. And, boy, they were hollering right in our face when they got that big touchdown. They were feeling great about things. From the moment that kid missed the field goal, it just felt like Baylor was going to go win the game. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays
6: 4
0: to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo. From brand names like Smith & Wesson, Kanik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trade and Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco.
7: City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the Joko Building. Call them at 254 855 7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram too. Or visit their website, cityranchboot.com. Game time, weekdays at
6: 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Waco cool Tacos in downtown Waco in Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month: the Nashville Hot Chicken Taco—crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delicious. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco, or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco cool Tacos in downtown Waco.
9: Don't let pain and sports injuries keep you on the sidelines. Talk with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group Providence Orthopedic and Sports Medicine.
10: You'll discover personalized orthopedic care for kids and adults from minimally invasive to advanced surgical options and the support of physical therapy during recovery.
7: Our doctors and care teams listen to understand you and deliver the care that's right for you at every step. Request an appointment at ascension.org slash sportsmed ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Houston Texans fired David Cully yesterday, a move that came four days after Houston wrapped a four and thirteen campaign in his first season as head coach. The Cowboys have taken Will McClay off the GM market by giving him a new deal to stay in Dallas as the vice president of player personnel. The NFL playoffs get underway tomorrow with Cincinnati and Las Vegas followed by New England and Buffalo. The Cowboys host the 49ers on Sunday at 3:30, and you can hear that game on Fox. Sports, Central Texas. Number 19 Texas Tech continues its run through the Big 12, beating Oklahoma State 78 to 57. The Cowboys will be in Waco tomorrow afternoon to take on number one Baylor, 4 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women will be on the road Sunday looking for their first conference win, taking on Kansas with the 2 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
1: Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas and uh, I tell you the one of the hottest teams I mean for the longest time Baylor Bears won the national championship we've been celebrating these things and if the Red Raiders didn't come in there and just spoil not everything but for, for they kind of knocked us off our perch for a bit right after beating Kansas and uh, we decided to track down a member of that Texas Tech basketball uh, radio crew it is Chris level who uh, is all over it longtime radio uh, personality TV the whole shebang in Lubbock uh, Chris um, uh, the uh, I would have to say what I've learned on Twitter is if I just brag on tech a little bit recently I I get I think the I think uh, the 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 Red Raider fans are are a little excited right now <laughs>
11: Yeah. And by the way, and I wish I was in Lubbock right now. We're in Manhattan, Kansas,
1: but this has been quite the week. But
11: uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild, uh, wild little stretch here for this uh, basketball team. I wasn't sure what uh, what they were capable of coming into the year, and then they've just had so many injuries, and then the COVID stuff, and then you know, then it's it's just been a heck of a week. It's just all kind of started to come together a little bit, and you've got a bunch of. Transfers and and guys that are really kind of starting to figure it out, and they bought into Mark's defense, and and yeah, but uh, every, everybody's uh, feeling pretty good about it. The only problem is it's mid January; it's not mid March, so we've got a long, long way to go.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I know you got to remind yourselves that. Although I tell you, you couldn't have uh, told it by I was hanging out in West, getting stopped for a colache or two. Uh, and, and, boy, the, the Red Raiders had the place covered up, and I wanted to be mad at them, and I was joking with somebody. One of them, like, held the door for me. for like I was probably, like, 50 ste- you know, 30, 20 steps away, and I'm like, well, they're so <laughs> nice. I can't even be mad at these folks. So they, um, they show – I mean, have you ever noticed that, Chris? They show up in Central Texas, and I guess that – I guess there's a large group either in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or just – in that whole surrounding area of Waco and, you know, North Austin and all that, would that be an accurate statement?
11: Well, there – and, and, Matt, there's a – this is a starved fan base at some level. Uh, but I think once the the basketball thing kind of woke up, you know, when, when Tubby kind of finished up his tenure and kind of got it going, I think it just people, you know, got excited about something because football has just not been great since Mike left. And and I think that you're right. I mean, the, the games in Fort Worth or Waco or in Austin, if those are on a weekend, there's going to be a lot of Tech fans there. Uh, they, they just you know maybe can't get up to a a home game uh, as much as they want, but they can certainly get to those road games. And there was uh, there were a lot more Tech fans in Waco the other night than I was expecting just based on a a weeknight six o'clock game. But uh, yeah, it's just been a it, it's been a starved fan base because hadn't had a lot of success other than the the Elite Eight and the Final Four stretch. in in, in much uh, as it relates to basketball or football in a good long while.
1: Chris Level joining us, and uh, he uh, covers the Texas Tech, and he's part of the uh, radio broadcast uh, for uh, Texas Tech basketball as they get ready to play at Kansas State. And and Tech uh, right now is, Chris, 19th in the country. I gotta say, after wins over Kansas and Baylor, both top ten wins, and uh, one knocking off the number uh, one team in the country, do you have what would your uh, guess be for where? And you can't, of course, you can't have a letdown and lose uh, in Manhattan. But if if Tech goes ahead and wins in Manhattan, where do the Red Raiders come in in this? Do you think like nine or ten, or even even better than that?
11: Yeah, I would have guessed eighth, the ninth, or tenth. And what we don't know is what else happens, you know, over the weekend, you know, from a result standpoint, you know. But I, I think that, yeah, you know, they, they've certainly earned their way into the top fifteen, if not a bit higher in the top top ten. But the, the, the scary part is, is that, you know, Kansas State, as much as they've lost, they don't lose by much at all. They're all, you know, reading everything up here. They're trying to fire Bruce Weber, and everybody, all the fans are mad and. <laughs> There's not anybody showing up. It's just it, – it's a tricky spot to be in when you have – this is a tired basketball team. I mean, three games in a week. I mean, this is like you're running around like an NBA team, different different night and a different city and, you know, and all that stuff. So, we'll see how much uh, gas they have left in the tank. But you're right. You don't want to give all the momentum back uh, tomorrow. But it, but if they hold, the hold serve tomorrow, then you're right. I think that they'll be, you know – 10 11 nine somewhere around in there that's that's kind of a sweet spot again it depends on what else everybody else does tomorrow
1: okay let my tell my audience about Mark Adams I'm fascinated by this guy I mean you just don't find people that get their first like sort of big- time opportunity uh, as a head coach at 65 years old it just doesn't happen you know <laughs> it's like finding pastors or something you're finding somebody young on their way up and you want to you want to go with it in this instance the decision was made. Let's. We love where the program was. Can we maybe do focus on continuity what, before this season started? Um, what What had you learned about Mark Adams and the kind of guy he is? And are you surprised that that they're having this much success? Did you think it would take longer? Where Where tell us. Give us a little primer on Mark Adams because this is a. To, to me, this is one of the more fascinating stories in college basketball.
11: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a unique set of circumstances back in, in April when, when Chris left for, for Austin, and he wanted to take – obviously, it's well, well documented that he wanted to take Mark with him. But, you know, Mark – I've known Mark for, you now 20-something years. He's owned a, a pro hockey team in, in Lubbock before, named the Lubbock Cotton Kings. I mean, he's, owned, he's been a in, – in, as part of college basketball at some level – at Howard or Clarendon or, you know, and then, and then multiple stints as an assistant at tech, you know? And so everybody around this part of the state knew who he was and he's one of yours. I mean, he's a, he's a a tech alumni and his kids went to Texas tech and, and, and so I think at the end of the day, I think tech did try to look around and find, okay, we've elevated our program. We've got facilities now. We're about to open up this, this $35 million basketball only facility. We've got a great arena, and, and our coach just left. And so what do we do? So they did. They, they looked and, and talked to, to various people. But I just think that the, the, the fans and, and former players, uh, you know, had some say, I think, or, or and not really say, but applied some pressure. But I, I think all the folks making the decision kind of kept coming back to like, man, Mark's a really, really good X's and O's guy. This is the job that he wants and, and if we can give him what he needs to, to try to put his staff together and all these things, let, I think what you said a second ago, let, let's gamble on the continuity part of this thing. And, and so that's what happened. And I, I'll be honest, I wasn't sure how it was going to work. I mean, I, mm. th- th- There's no doubt Mark knows basketball and knows how to coach defense specifically. And I think it, it, that's playing out. And I think that's why you're always going to have a chance in these games, no matter how good the opponent is because of how well you guard. And, you know, this particular team is old and they're long and athletic. And so it just, it gives you a chance, but, you know, was he going to be able to put a, a good staff around him? Was he going to be able to recruit a, a, at the level that you need to in this conference? Cause this conference is a monster. I mean, there's just no, the, the coaching is too good. The athletes are too good. Uh, the venues are too tough to play in. I mean, you, you just got to be on point with everything in your program, and but that's what the administration felt, and, and I think it is so far so good. And, you know, I, they, they've probably played a bit better much earlier than I would have thought, but it's all because they've bought in defensively, and it's, it's just been fun
1: to watch. All right, talking to Chris Level, the man knows Lubbock like no other, but he's in Manhattan, Kansas right now, the Little Apple. He'll get out tonight. But you can't stay out too late, Chris. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> uh, ball game on ESPN two and uh, and now let me ask you this though. I love that Adonis Arms. What a story! And and I didn't love the fact that he rose up with like two minutes left and dunked on a six nine guy. I mean, my gosh, he's just like I. He does a little spin move in the lane, and and I'm th- I, I was just like, did I just see that? He just, I mean, this is a 6'5 dude in the lane, and he punched over Matt Meyer. And I, I just was – I think Meyer had to be uh, extremely shocked by that. But let me ask you this. Is Terrence Shannon, who the thought is he's going to be back tomorrow against Kansas State, unless you've heard something else. I, I thought I was reading that. Is Is—is um, he the best player on the team, or is, it is that debatable? It, it just seems like this is a pretty deep team. Uh, uh Santos Silva. Uh, is that how I say his name? Sent. Uh, he's a he. He's a really nice player off the bench. But like, who would be considered the best player for Texas Tech? Because McCuller's a nice player. There's several guys.
11: Yeah, it, it's first of all the the Adonis story is is awesome. That's the way. You know, there's a lot of transfer portal stories that aren't working when you bring guys in and you think they're going to be one thing and it just doesn't work. I mean, this is a guy that. I think that it's been the opposite. Like I think they thought role player, but he's been just so much better than that. And he's just succeed. He's a freak athlete, first of all. That's what I think shocks everybody it is just his. He's got the highest vertical on the team, and he's starting to. You know, Mark. Mark tells you he just doesn't really know how good he is. He didn't have a lot of confidence in himself, and we're trying to instill that in him. And once, now that he's got it. He's starting to play really, really good, so it's a fascinating – and I'm I'm curious kind of where he – how far he can take it. But to answer your question, to me it's Kevin McCuller. I just think there's – he does everything for this team. Mm -hmm. He's one of the best rebounders. He facilitates. He can score. He's probably the best defender on the team overall. I just think he's the most important, if not the best player. And that's why it was shocking that you, you only lost by, what I think, four points up in Ames. Without him on the floor, and he only had seven guys about a week and a half ago, just because I thought, you take him out of the lineup, you just miss so much. I mean, because he does so many things for your team. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily the best pro prospect, because that's probably TJ, but he's clearly the, the the most important guy on this team.
1: All right. Has, has anybody ever tried to, like, I, I kind of think of Mark Adams like Jimmy Johnson, with that hair has anybody reached up there and ever tried <laughs> to mess with that hair or do they kind of leave the guys know to leave that alone
11: <laughs> yeah he's a you know coach Adams is a former boxer when he grew up he's a former boxer and so uh, I, I don't think anybody's wanting to you know and the East, he's, he's kind of he's older and set in his ways I don't think anybody's wanting to try him on the on the hair you know it, it's not it's not in place like Jimmy's was with the hairspray, but I don't think anybody's willing to, to, to go that route at this point
1: okay I just found myself I, I I was kind of in a weird spot the other night I had to work on something so I watched the first half on TV and then made my way over to the arena and and I found myself being mesmerized with the hair on TV like it just <laughs> it just was perfect uh, <laughs> and I don't think he's got a lot of product in
11: there I just think that's just kind of how it rolls it's just kind of a comb over or yeah you know, just kind of he's parted it yeah with a with a brush or comb there's not a lot of product in there but uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that, that I hadn't thought about the hair, but I guess I'm going to focus on it now.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, okay. Yeah. I, I have been very fascinated with it. So anyway, sorry. <laughs> I had to bring that into it. Our detailed analysis took a wrong turn. Uh, Chris have, uh, have fun in uh, in Manhattan, it's going to be a great call. And I looked at, I was looking, as we were talking at the schedule tomorrow, there's some really cool games in the big 12 and, uh, Uh, I mean, there's just some really interesting action, and of course, as only the Big 12 can, Texas and Iowa State are playing on on uh, on Big 12 Plus, ESPN Plus, yeah, (laughs) or ESPN Plus. Yeah, it makes no sense. 21 versus 15, but hey, at least our teams are actually on, you know, uh, network TV. But uh, good for Bob. Let's blame it. We blame everything on Bowlesby anyway. Let's blame Let's blame that whole mess on him. Because nothing, and he doesn't really—he
11: doesn't really want to hear hear about anything now. He's kind of gone rogue, man. He's just very outspoken and complaining about everything. I'm kind—I kind of like it, Mister. You know, he's kind of turned heel on everybody. You know, it's kind of kind of fun to watch him not be so buttoned up and just letting it fly. With that. he's so mad at Texas and Oklahoma. I I will say this before I get off with you, though, man. You know, from a basketball standpoint. This is, you know, that's what was so shocking about the win in in Wakefield. That's Baylor's league right now. It's not Kansas's. This is Baylor's league. It's Scott Drew's league right now. I mean, he's got, you know, they would have been a one seed in the tournament that was canceled. You know, we we all know what what they did last year. It was one of the best college basketball teams I probably have ever seen. Uh, Maybe put it up with like the 91 UNLV team. That's how much I thought of what he had rolling with, with, with those guards and and vital and just all the pieces working together. And then this year, I mean, you, you know, their their guards are smaller than I would have thought like Kenjo specifically, but it is, they're just, they're so good. I mean, it's just what, what he, him and coach Tang and those guys have built. It's just unbelievable to watch that machine. Now that they start playing some more man instead of that matchup zone, it's just totally changed their program and their recruiting such at a high level it's just i mean you, you guys have uh quite the program and it's still it's still your league until somebody takes it away from you and then uh, kudos on the football i talked to jmo the other day about the the football championship man and you guys again your your league there too man so you guys are rolling and i hope you guys are enjoying it down there in Wakefield.
1: yeah i mean you should see how J Mo's carrying himself these days he he used to be a <laughs> kind of a you know, a man, uh, a man among the people there. and He just—you uh, can't even get a hold of him these days. I mean, that's how—that's how high and mighty the Bears are. Uh, but uh, well, I appreciate you saying that. It's going to be fun. Of course, we had to steal some of it from uh, Beard and Adams, but that's okay. That's a story for another day. Chris, uh, appreciate you, and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon. And good luck to the Red Raiders tomorrow.
11: Hey, thank you, Matt. Appreciate you having me on. You guys have a good weekend.
1: Okay, we'll do it. Chris Level uh, covers uh, Texas Tech, uh, all the football and everything, and, of course, uh, does a really nice job covering the the, uh, hoops for them as part of their broadcast and actually part of the football, too, the sidelines, and then he's the uh, color analyst, I believe, for uh, basketball. So good to have Chris on. Catch up with him. All right, it's time for something we call Campus Confidential. What does Aaron Sexton have on tap for us today? We find out next. Recently on Game Time, and we welcome the director of sports journalism for Baylor University into the program, Jerry Hill. Highest ever
10: ranked, most wins ever. You know, um, you can argue whether this was the best team ever. I, you know, I still, you know, the 80 team is just hard to beat in my mind. And, I, and obviously, you played, I guess, two more games than that team. With this team winning the Sugar Bowl, winning 12 games, I think you got to give the nod to this team.
6: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. When it comes to banking,
10: you deserve the first. You deserve the first National Bank of Central Texas. Locally owned for over 100 years, we know this community inside and out. We're a bank on your side, and when you bank with the first, you'll have a banker by your side. Want to find out more? Check out BankingFirst.com or come by and see us at any of our six locations. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas. You deserve the first. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender.
12: Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry
13: has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles.
10: Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bens Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro, at United Country Twin Bens Realty. Learn more at TwinBensRealty.com.
8: For over 40 years, CTWP has been making life easier for business owners. We offer long or short-term leases on day-to-day copiers, wide-format copiers, shredders, and mailing machines. At CTWP, you can choose from Xerox, Lexmark, Kyocera, Konica Minolta, Canon, FP, and more. Make sure your money stays in Central Texas, locally owned since 1979. Stop by 3730 Franklin Avenue in Waco or online at CTWP.com.
7: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. The Houston Texans fired David Cully yesterday, a move that came four days after Houston wrapped a 4-13 campaign in this first season as head coach. The Cowboys have taken Will McClay off the GM market by giving him a new deal to stay in Dallas as the vice president of player personnel. The NFL playoffs get underway tomorrow with Cincinnati and Las Vegas, followed by New England and Buffalo. The Cowboys host the 49ers on Sunday at 3.30, and you can hear that game on Fox Central Texas number 19 Texas Tech continues its run through the Big 12 beating Oklahoma State 78 to 57 the Cowboys will be in Waco tomorrow afternoon to take on number one Baylor four o'clock tip and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas Baylor women will be on the road Sunday looking for their first conference win taking on Kansas with a two o'clock tip and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas
6: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas
7: this is
6: It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley.
1: It is Matt Mosley, proud to be with you today as we continue on and appreciate our uh, our uh, presenting sponsors coming on with us earlier, uh, Central National Bank, the titans of industry, the bank executives. We had a lot of great bank friends in town. Mitch, my buddy Mitch, our buddy Charlie, his son, plays uh, uh, over there at, uh, at Baylor. He's on, he's on the pitching staff. Um uh, have got the Rigneys. Anyway, good guys, good dudes. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's continue along this path as we talk some college football and college basketball. Aaron, please do not use today to rip on Nikki Collin and the Baylor women, okay? Not a chance. <laughs> well, she said, "Did you hear her the other day? She said people are probably gonna take shots at me for losing another close game." <laughs> like Nikki, nobody. We're fine. We're we're just we're being calm, all right. I've, I've tried to feel like people are taking my lead on how to treat this rare Baylor slump that the Baylor women are in. Could it be that they stop calling them the Lady Bears? No, no. Remember, what did they decide to do? Let's all, we've got to be under the same branding. We cannot call them the Lady Bears anymore. We've got to get this under the same umbrella. All right, fine, whatever, whatever. Let's, what it is, is we just don't do that anymore. It's kind of like a, a non-PC thing to do. It's just the, the Baylor women. We don't call them the, we don't call the men the Mel bears. So why do we call him the lady? I get it. I get it. Okay. We're all learning as we go through live. Aaron, back to you. Back to you in the studio.
2: Texas Football Live Twitter uh, tweeted the top ten Texas college football most viewed games. That didn't sound very good, but the most viewed games involving Texas college teams this year, the top ten. Was tweeted out by Texas College Football Life. Any guess on what was the top-rated football game involving a Texas team this year?
1: Okay. A top. Hey, Aaron, would you turn? Would you pod the music down just a tad? I'm sorry, I was overwhelming our thoughts and our uh, as we continued there. What uh, the the most viewed? Okay, I like this. A list of the most viewed, team uh, games involving Texas teams, I yes. believe, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, Aaron, let me ask you this, because I don't have the list in front of me right now. I, you sent it to me, and uh, and I, but I like this list. I like this topic. Um, how many games did the Baylor Bears? How many games were they involved with of the uh, of the top rated or most viewed? And, and of course, that has to do with the TV ratings, the most viewed games that involving Texas teams. How many did Baylor have?
2: Three of the top ten.
1: Yes. Woo! <laughs> we, we're the best. We're the best, man. That's my alma mater. Aaron, did I ever tell you I went to Baylor? Yeah. Uh, I have Aaron, heard that. You, you basically did, although i got to tell you, you went over to MCC, which is – I love MCC, by the way. And uh, so – once you do some uh, some time at MCC, in my mind, you also went to Baylor because Vinny went to MCC for a little bit, Vinny Johnson. So, Aaron, I, what I've what I've decided to do, Aaron, even if you don't want it, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I've I've applied for a Baylor by choice where you're an honorary Baylor uh, graduate. Is that cool? If that'd, I do that on your behalf, that'd be great. Okay, uh, Baylor gets three. And by the way, but the problem with that is, Aaron, MCC now has a thing with Texas Tech. One of my tech buddies was telling me about this, or was it you? I don't know. Yeah, I have a
2: niece that graduated from Texas Tech through MCC.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the thing is, um, yeah, I mean, because I think what they determined is MCC uh, degree is more prestigious than a tech degree anyway. I'm so, tech, I'm kidding. Just when I had all these tech listeners. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm kidding. I love tech. I love tech. Um, I really do. I really do Had a lot of friends, family that have attended tech. and uh, But they, they do have some cool little thing where you can get a degree. You can somehow be a Texas Tech graduate by going to MCC. Aaron, how does that work? Do you have to ever go out to Lubbock, or can you do it all like in Waco?
2: I believe you do it all in Waco. I think you can go out there for the graduation ceremony and walk the stage, but I think you can do all of it just right here in Waco. pretty sure.
1: Just just what we always wanted, a tech degree without having to go to Lubbock. I like this. I like the arrangement. Kind of an upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Live in beautiful Waco, Central Texas. By the way, I love Lubbock. I do. I even like how they do the grid of streets. It's like it's very easy once you figure it out, and and everything kind of like Tulsa. Everything is off like one of those main or something called like, oh, what is it? Gosh, there's one street that stands out to me, in in Lubbock, and everything's off of that one street. I love I love how Lubbock is laid out. All right, Aaron, uh, how many? Let me ask you this. How many of these most viewed games? I have to assume, University of Texas, since we've heard so much about how none of us are going to be able to function without Texas in the Big 12 anymore, I have to assume Texas was involved in several of these games. How many did they have?
2: They were involved in a whopping one of the top ten games, and that was the Red River rivalry with Oklahoma. Yeah, one out of the top ten involved Texas.
1: I thought we were supposed to like all... (laughs) Like, just stop our lives down because we were losing Texas. Okay, well, that's interesting. All right, so Baylor had three. Texas had one. I would think the next best in the conference would be uh, Oklahoma. How, how many do you have?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll have to look because it, it lists by <laughs> Texas teams. But...
1: Oh, wait, wait, you're right, you're right. This but is they the did have
2: viewed... uh, okay. one. Two, they had two in the top ten.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, though. They, but it was mainly about Texas.
2: I wish teams. they were Texas, but technically not.
1: <laughs> nah, Sooners are very proud. The <laughs> Oklahoma people. I've got one in my family, uh, so we cannot make too much fun of Oklahomans. Um, I do wish Oklahoma State and Oklahoma would decide who gets the song "Oklahoma," the famous uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, Hammerstein, Hammerstein uh, musical. That like. I only think one of the bands should get it. I brought this up with my wife the other day, and she seemed very uninterested in my take on this. She just literally, she was just like, "Oh, I, that doesn't make you know whatever whatever I said." And she's usually into the, our conversations, but for that, that was a non-starter with her for whatever reason. Okay, what what other team in Texas? Did Tech? I imagine Tech had one. Mm-hmm. Did TCU have anything?
2: No. Uh, Texas A&M had four of the top ten. Oh, that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, But the most watched college football game involving a team from Texas this year was the Sugar Bowl, Baylor versus Ole Miss, 9.8 million. The second most watched was Texas A&M and Alabama at 8.3 million. The third most watched was the Big 12 championship game between Baylor and Oklahoma State at 8 million. Then it's a big drop-off. From there, at eight million, to the fourth most watched, which was the Red River Rivalry at five point nine million. Uh, Baylor had two of the top three: the Sugar Bowl and the Big Twelve Championship Game. They also had the ninth most watched, uh, their game against Oklahoma. A and M had four of the top ten. The second most watched, as I mentioned, with Texas A and M and Alabama. Also, when they played Colorado, yeah, was fifth. When they played Arkansas, was Oh, actually five, excuse me. Okay. Uh, Arkansas was sixth, uh, Auburn was eighth, and Ole Miss was tenth. So half right. of the top ten was A&M. And Texas Tech had one game. It, they were the, it was the seventh most watched when they played Mississippi State. So.
1: All right. I, I, I like all that. I do like all that. I like some good viewing things. Here's my comment on I think once Oklahoma's in the SEC, they will not care about us anymore. And they will not watch like Baylor games or Tech games or anything like that. They're they're done with us. I think the Longhorns will still care. I think the, I think the Longhorn friends now they'll say they don't, but I do think they'll still watch some of our games. But uh, but that will be that will be kind of interesting. All right, Aaron, what else do you have today uh, in Campus Confidential?
2: If you're hoping for a an expansion of the uh, playoffs. Anytime soon, you're out of luck. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips said today the league does not believe now is the right time to expand the college football playoff, explaining its position for the first time publicly after discussions to push through a 12-team format produced no agreement. Most recently, last Saturday, Phillips said the ACC prefers to immediately focus and collaborate with our colleagues to reinvent the NCAA and – In explaining the ACC's position, Phillips said that he had more than 30 meetings with league presidents, athletic directors, football coaches, and administrators, and here's the fun part, and they all agree that there needs to be a 365-day review of college football before any decisions are made. (laughs) He also, yeah, I know, (laughs) talk about being out of touch, he also said absolutely positively not true that the ACC stance on expansion is tied to trying to entice Notre Dame to join the league as a full-time member. But uh, pretty ridiculous and out-of-touch statement, I think, in uh, position by the ACC. He mentions uh, things like uh, uh, name, image, and likeness rules, the transfer portal, and things like that. But... Those things are going to get worked out either way, and you can still expand the college football playoffs and work on those things.
1: All right. I I—I mean, ACC holding up anything is an absolute joke. It is. I mean, it, it, they haven't been good at football other than Clemson. Florida State's been horrible for a while. They're trying to, like, make some power play to get Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, because Notre Dame reports to anybody – because the last hundred years, Notre Dame has been scared of anybody. They do their own thing. They don't care. They don't care about the rest of us. And then the minute that COVID hits, ACC ACC's like, come play with us. Come play with us, Notre Dame. Notre Dame plays for one year and then goes back to being independent. What a joke that the ACC would 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 be the stick in anything. And this guy's trying to say, "Well, well, other schools don't want to do this either. Other places, well. Well, Bob Bowlesby, you know, as ridiculous as he's been, he's trying to get something done. And, and he shows up, and, of course, they all duped him. SEC is laughing at him. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas, they just all – they have a, like a whole Bob Bowlesby joke series. They just get together and tell Bowlesby jokes. When are we going to replace him? I'm serious. What, what is the deal? Linda, Mac. Whoever, I mean, like, you guys are running this conference now. It's time to get somebody in there new. Tired of Bob Bowlesby representing our conference. He should have been long gone. I don't get to call her Linda. I think I need to say Dr. Livingstone or President Livingstone, all right? I think one time I was interviewing her, and I I slipped and said, like, somehow called her Linda. It was a very weird moment. But she's so cool. She's so down to earth. She doesn't even care, but she is my president, President Livingstone. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And appreciate the fact that you and Brad are such big-time listeners and Shelby to this program, okay? They don't listen to the Internet. Nobody, like, is driving around like, I wonder if I can find a show on the Internet. All right, uh, let's continue on uh, in a prayerful spirit. And we've got Curtis Quillen chilling with Quillen coming up next
6: on the web at syntechsportsfan.com.
7: Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems. I had back problems. I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally
14: convinced me to try their art supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way.
7: The people at the Good Feet Store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do. And lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story.
14: See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store.
7: Goodfeet Waco and Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy.
6: Tom and Ward. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on
14: ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are a Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675 8107 Five eighty-one oh seven or look for My It Feels on Facebook.
0: From
6: the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple,
0: ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, the Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
1: Mosley, and we got to get right to it. When we have the newsman, the anchor himself, <laughs> when we have him on, uh, it is uh, that's when we need to get focused, okay? Because he's got to be like live, do some live stand-ups, all those things. Uh, it is Curtis Quillin. It is something we call Chillin' with Quillen. It's become a, a favorite to a lot of our listeners. And uh, we did it all during football season. I, I'd love to just continue it when when possible, when Curtis can indulge us. And, uh, Curtis, I apologize. Late last night, I mean, I know you felt like maybe I was entering. I think sometimes you just hope to be able to get out of, like, one text exchange with me. But every once in a while you can sense I might have an agenda. And I think you were getting a little tired of our our little debate last night, Curtis. Thank you for being on today as we prepare for uh, a big weekend of high school and college basketball.
15: Yeah, I appreciate it. Anytime, Matt. I wasn't getting tired of you. I was getting tired. Period. It's a busy time of year, man. For not being football season, I feel like I'm still chasing my tail.
1: It is busy. And uh, by the way, are you going to be? Uh, what are you on air tonight? Do you you going to go with a tie? Or do you get out of football season and try to go with a little more relaxed look? Do you ever go with the um, Do you ever go with the dress shirt and sport coat look? I do that sometimes. Tonight I'm uh,
15: you know pull the, to pull the curtain back. Uh, it's Friday for me too, so I'm going uh, the button down jeans and a uh, and a and a coat. I'm not wearing a tie because I got to get out of here after the six, go shoot a go shoot some high school basketball highlights, come back. Nikki and I will both have some high school basketball action headed to uh, everybody's way tonight at 10. And so uh, she'll be out in Colleen for the Harker Heights Ellison or Harker Heights and uh, Temple showdown rather uh, including Royce O'Neill's Jersey retirement. And then uh, I'll head, uh, head down to Academy, get some of the uh, Academy Cameron Yo boys game. That one will be for uh, first place in the district. That's a pretty massive showdown. And then obviously Royce O'Neill needs no introduction in this area and, uh, Heights and Temple is going to be a big time game for the night. They can take uh, pretty solid control of District 12 Six A with a win there.
1: All right, let's talk about Royce a little bit. Uh, what an amazing story he is. He Harker he, he, Heights. Uh, he ends up at, um, I believe it was like Denver University or something like that. I mean, it was it was an ina- mm-hmm. inauspicious start, and uh, the, he he comes to this is before the portal was a big deal. And so you used to have to sit out, of course, a season. You transfer in. And we didn't know much about Royce O'Neill. And I will just say he became one of the great Baylor glue guys. Could shoot the three, but was really just a do-everything, could play defense, could pass the ball. Uh, I mean, just really an, do everything. It's just so cool when you get a Baylor star um from a local place and then he becomes an nba player this guy's going to end up having like a 10-year nba career he's become a starter for the utah jazz which honestly uh, i love the jazz they're one of the best teams in the nba uh i mean what do you think he means curtis to the to that community and and what do you think that uh, that ceremony is going to be like tonight
15: he is one of those people that high school coaches and college coaches point to and say, "That's what you can be," because there are so many talented, talented people, uh, at, whether it's you're talking music, sports, whatever it is, out in Colleen, who just need a path. And I think that for uh, Selnik Bobbitt, um, or I know him as Bobby. I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's a wide known. I don't know if that's like a widely uh, understood thing. Um, but he, he and I have a pretty good relationship and I know that he, he points out to his kids that guys, Royce is the path, just put in the work and, and good things will come, um, whatever is in store for you. And so I think that that ceremony is going to be awesome. I know that, uh, Bob, uh, I know that coach Bobbitt still talks to him pretty regularly, which is why I don't think it's a A a big shock that he's able to make the trip to Harker Heights. I'm imagining that – I don't know the the Utah schedule very well, but I imagine that if he's going, it's on the way to a game at one of the three Texas teams this weekend. And so you have – I think it's going to be really emotional. I think it's going to be really cool. I think it's going to be an awesome crowd there to be able to come honor him. And then, you know, he'll get to watch his former team play a a pretty good – Pretty good district game, and that's uh, – I think that's one of those things where you just – that is for those kids, the walking, living, breathing proof that whatever dreams you have that you want to chase, all you got to do is put in the work and peep, and there are good people who will help you get there. He's not the only one that Coach Bobbitt has had a hand in getting to college and getting to Baylor specifically even. Remember, he's a former Colleen High assistant. And so he, uh, he and I think Coach Fawcett over at Belton, um, who, at Belton now, but used to be back at Colleen, I think that the two of them were Corey Jefferson's high school coaches. I could be wrong, but I, if I remember correctly talking to Coach Bobbitt, that, that, that would be the case. And so, you know, you've got walking, living, breathing proof that, the, that these kinds of things can happen. I think that's just awesome, and that's obviously – uh, you know, pulling the curtain back, that, that's, that's going to be our lead at 10 o'clock in sports. That's the biggest story locally, even bigger than, you know, number one Baylor hosting a really big uh, rebound opportunity in Big 12 play tomorrow. Uh, even bigger than the Baylor women's team uh, playing a rebound opportunity on Sunday.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I love it. I love it. I, I, and by the way, the Jazz are at the Nuggets Sunday. So maybe, you know, obviously they don't play till Sunday, so this may give them an opportunity to uh, show up for this game. I'm sure that it's a little bit tricky that because the NBA yeah. Yeah, has such tough uh, travel and, and COVID protocols, so I hope everything works out okay. It's going to be a great ceremony. I really wish Donovan – Donovan, they've become great friends, and uh, Donovan Mitchell is mm-hmm. my favorite player in the NBA. And uh, but to your point, think about the the cool stories over the years. Brian Skinner played at Temple for Harry Miller, and then Harry Miller became the Baylor coach. And uh, Roderick Miller, who was Harry's son, uh, played at Baylor alongside Brian Skinner. So there's just been some really neat uh, local stories over the years. Uh, uh, get local guys, and of course, like you say, Royce may have not been. A huge priority coming out of uh, coming out of high school, but uh, but then he ends up at Baylor, and then the rest is history. And he didn't have a direct route to the Jazz either. I mean, Royce went over, right. and I think, played foreign ball. Yeah, yeah, international basketball. So uh, he he is a great story and a really cool story, and uh, and uh, we will uh, track that as we as we go. Now, um, you and I were talking about this last night. And I kind of wanted you to explain to our people because I'm kind of I want to hear what you have to say on this. You were saying maybe that well, I'm sorry, I'm referencing probably private, but this was not a this was not something I think you would want to be hiding from people. You were saying that maybe because I was like trying to figure out this women's program we're trying to find. I mean, first of all, Curtis we got to tell the story. People sometimes, well, why are are y'all saying this is the first time since 99-2000? Because we're in news, because we're in the media. Like, it is a big story when you lose for the first time since 2004. I think the Kansas State, they would beaten them 36 straight times. Now, is there a reason for it? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably in the midst of coming down with COVID at the Kansas State game. And the other night, they played great for three quarters and then ran out of gas. So, I think they'll be okay. But you made a very interesting point. You said that you think Nikki Collin, you know, having been in the WNBA and all, it might take a little bit to kind of adapt because the college, the women's college game has changed. What, what do you mean by that? Like, I'm, I am really interested in this. How do you think maybe the women's college game has changed even in the last five to six years?
15: I don't even think, Matt, that it's just specific to women's college basketball. I think that it's more of a college sports as a whole, man. I mean, it, we're talking about, you know, the advent of the portal where 24, seven, three, you're having to, you're having to recruit your team because if you can't, if you can't keep your team understanding what you see for them, I'm not even saying happy here. Here's my plan for you. Then the next day they're in the portal. Um, if you're talk, you know, you talk about using NIL as a tool and it, that has changed recruiting to the point where, once again, we go back to having to re-recruit your team twenty-four-seven and explain, guys, this is my plan for you. This is where I see you. This is how I think I can help you get uh, to the WNBA because that is that's something she's been open about being her sales pitch. But the other thing that I, I, you know, I have to think of is, yes, there is a divide between the upper echelon and then that that second tier of elite teams in, in sports. And one thing that I think people are for, are missing is that this is the deepest Big 12 conference I have ever seen in women's basketball. And I'm not I'm not saying that as a hyperbole. I'm not saying that just to I don't I'm not one of those people who's going to blow smoke, and that's not what I'm doing here. But I was talking with a with a friend in college basketball. They said the same thing. This is a very deep uh, Big 12 conference. Do I have questions? Yeah. Absolutely, especially given the way that both her and Melissa Smith answered some of the questions in the postgame press conference on Zoom uh, Wednesday night in Norman. I have some questions, and I'm not saying that things are trending in a good direction because they're not. And I don't think that that's any breaking information to anybody. But I'm saying that there are outside factors that the women's basketball program was not created in a bubble or in a Petri dish that there are some outside factors. You're telling me the rest of the Big 12 didn't go take advantage of the fact that Kim left for for uh, LSU and and pretty much opened up like, hey, we don't know what Baylor's going to be. Come here. We have this plan. You fit in perfectly. You're telling me that – I mean, look at what have, what's going on with the Iowa State men. They won two games all last season. They won zero in the 2021 portion of the season. Zero conference games, and they're a ranked team. They're very good. They're almost a tournament lock now because of roster turnover, because of the portal. And that's kind of what we're seeing uh, a less extreme example of with the Baylor women's team. There's been a lot of roster changeover. Yes. Some of the key pieces are still there. Bickle was there under Mulkey. Melissa Smith, Queen Egbo was, were both there under Mulkey. Lewis committed and signed to Baylor under Mulkey. Sarah Andrews was still there. But you have some key pieces coming off the bench who were not there last season.
8: So you have
15: to bring them along on this journey, too, who maybe don't have the reps in college basketball that that the Melissa Smiths and the Queen Egbos have, that don't have the practice reps against as good of competition as maybe a Caitlin Bickle or a Sarah Andrews does. Um, And then you have the the transition year uh, factor in there, too. Anytime you have a coaching transition, there's going to be growing pains. LSU is not unblemished. It's very good. That, that those Kim Mulkey's new team there in Baton Rouge is very good. Yes. But let's not pretend that let, let's not, you know, let's not pretend that this changeover and how late the hiring process ran for Nikki Collin played a role into this. So I, I have some questions and I'm acknowledging that things are not trending in a good direction for the Bears. But I'm pushing. I'm 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 slowly I'm slowly tapping the brakes. I'm not slamming on them, and I want to I want to see more. We've only seen two conference games. It yeah. became very clear that within two days of them losing at Kansas State, maybe three days of them losing at Kansas State, that we're now talking about that TCU game getting canceled, that Texas game getting canceled, and the the other thing that we need to talk about, Matt, is they played one home game in 30 days, one home game. In 30 days, and it was that North Texas game that kind of came to fruition really late because of COVID forcing uh, a game cancellation and making them go and find a new opponent for that night. And so there are a lot of factors. Basketball does not happen in a bubble, and it, that's true at Baylor too. But let's let's wait. It is it's only January. There's two months left of the regular season because the NCAA the Big 12 Conference Tournament doesn't start for the women until what March 10th. And it's January 14th. And so there's plenty of time. There's sixteen more conference games. Let's see what happens in the next three or four um, before we start hitting the panic button on the Baylor women's team. but let's also keep in mind, Kansas State is ranked this week, Matt. Kansas is on the verge of getting ranked after a win at Texas. And it wasn't a fluke win. They came back they came from behind, yes. They took it to overtime, yes, but they won that game outright. And so this is a really balanced Big 12 conference and you know everything that has happened in college sports I mean I was talking to to a friend in college coaching in, in football off the record a couple uh, a couple days ago and he told me that it's changed so much in the in a, in the past 10 years that it's not his job is not recognizable to what it was in 2011 2012 let alone 2016 I mean this is that's just the the reality of college yeah. athletics today. Well,
1: that's an interesting point because I, 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 my mind went to, like, you know, the uh, pick and rolls, and I was thinking more X's and O's, so I'm really glad. That's an interesting explanation. The portal and all those things have changed uh, in a big way. That's it's a good conversation. The main thing is guys like us and women uh, that are in our profession can't stop the thing I was, I'm a little worried about is Baylor's so good in football right now. He's finished fifth in the country. The men are number one. What I don't want to have happen is the women's program takes a downturn here and people stop caring. That would be the most awful right. thing to me. I don't think that'll happen, but, but I, I, the, we, you and I can't let it happen. And, and and that's why we spent ten minutes talking about the women uh, instead of mentioning a word exactly. about the number one team in the country. And I think that's important, honestly. And that may annoy the people who are the subject of some of this right now. But it, but they would. I, it's yeah. way better than the alternate. The alternative, us ignoring the program and going, "Hey, Baylor's great. This other stuff. Who cares?" That's the worst. That's right. the absolute worst and, thing and that can happen. you
15: you. Yeah. You mentioned X's and O's.
1: There are schematic differences that are massive,
15: but I put those underneath that transition year umbrella because you're talking about going from a from a high-low offense, you know, outside in, inside out, depending on the set, to a true pro-style set, pick and roll. And that's that may not sound like much of a difference, but you didn't see a whole lot of pick and roll action under Mulkey. And so that's a huge
1: difference. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I I'm all for shooting more threes. I just want to make one occasionally. All right, Curtis. Uh, <laughs> I I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Of course, appreciate you having me. You bet. There he goes, Curtis Quillin, uh, sports director over at Channel Six KCEN. Always glad to uh, have him on. All right, next we go right to. Uh, there's a lot of Baylor coaching news. We've got changes on the staff. Some people are leaving. Some people are arriving and they got people um, um, basically uh, receiving offers today out there in Baylor football. So let's turn to our rivals expert, that is Kevin Longquist. He's next.
8: Hi, everyone, with the Cowboys' playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. The leader of the Cowboys' defense, Demarcus Lawrence, asks.
11: Can I tell you a secret?
8: Yes, he can, and he will right after this.
5: Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA.
8: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman?
5: What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit swbc.com for financial services without the labels. At AT
6: AT&T
8: Sunday's renewal of the Cowboys 49ers rivalry is a hot ticket. Standing room only at AT&T Stadium is going on the resale market for about $180. A seat in the corner of the upper deck will set you back about $350. And while everyone's analyzing how the Cowboys defense is going to stop a versatile offense that features Debo Samuel, defensive end Demarcus Lawrence boils everything down to this.
6: Can I tell you a secret? It doesn't really matter how versatile they are. We have versatile players on our team too. It really all comes down to us doing our job to the best of our abilities, us owning the moment and us attacking.
8: Safety J. Ron Kirst came off the COVID list yesterday, so Dallas is full strength heading into kickoff, which is Sunday afternoon at 3.30 Central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales.
6: ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics.
5: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike Point, A wind advisory overnight and throughout the day on Saturday as we'll see mostly cloudy skies and very windy conditions. 35 for the low tonight. Sunshine, very windy tomorrow. 44, but with our strong winds, it'll feel like the 20s for most of the day. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
7: Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome, and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118 You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook.
9: ESPN Radio Sports
7: Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The Houston Texans fired David Culley yesterday, a move that came four days after Houston wrapped a 4-13 campaign in his first season as head coach. Cowboys have taken Will McClay off the GM market by giving him a new deal to stay in Dallas as the vice president of player personnel. The NFL playoffs get underway tomorrow with Cincinnati and Las Vegas, followed by New England and Buffalo. The Cowboys host the 49ers on Sunday at 3.30, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports Central Texas. Number 19, Texas Tech continues its run through the Big 12, beating Oklahoma State 78-57. The Cowboys will be in Waco tomorrow afternoon to take on number one Baylor, 4 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women will be on the road Sunday looking for their first conference win, taking on Kansas with a 2 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Center every
6: 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Ah, yes. We enter the uh, kind of the happy hour portion of the show. I'm not partaking. I don't know. I can't speak for Kevin Longquist. Kevin Longquist, the man who... uh, Loves to get a workout in a pre Mosley show appearance workout in. <laughs> Kevin, what was what was I witnessing there? Was that was those some free weights you were taking part no, in? Was
13: a, what was? N- yeah. that was a squat.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I mean, squats can be free weights. Uh, yeah, but
13: well, you got to put the and, bar and on your on your, on the top of your shoulders, and then you got to go down, and then you got to use your hips to uh, drive up
1: yeah in my uh, I used to be okay with the squat but in in typical uh, Kaufman high school football form they when I was in high school they got those uh, beepers and okay you had to go down to a certain depth and you couldn't come up till the beeper went off. I bet that was so bad for our knees. I, I was I, I, this, will sh- this won't shock you. I was uh, lower body old, old Moseley could hold his own. Upper body. I remember there was a guy named Damon Miles and uh mm-hmm. he'd always get me on this one. He'd he'd see me across the uh weight room and he'd say, Hey hey, Mo." he was a older uh great athlete. He'd Damon say, Mosley, they catch that guy. He's like a year or two older than me, and everybody'd mm-hmm. be watching. I'd go, What what guy? He'd say, That guy who stole your chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was his way of saying I could not my upper body strength was not I'm just trying to I'm just
13: uh, still trying to fight through the fountain of youth on this and so that's kind of where I'm at with these these days
1: yeah Yeah, that, that's uh, you're doing a great job of it. Even though you are dyeing your hair now, uh, it is uh, uh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Longquist. Can Long- you tell?
13: With, I got my hat on, and
1: so <laughs> the Kevin, the rival. No, I've seen you. I see. No, hair still looks pretty good. You, you've let a little gray come in, but uh, hair. Yeah. You and I both somehow, although you have entered another milestone. I think you actually have a five at the beginning of your age. Um, yeah, let me, Kevin. Let me. Uh, not to out you like that. I can but, confir- uh,
13: I can confirm that. No, 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 that's fine. You, I can confirm you, that. I'm very proud of where I'm at. So you
1: you've uh, owned that and uh, have yeah. a very uh, very uh, uh, fit family. I've seen you guys. Y'all y'all send out nice uh, pictures. Okay, uh, Kevin. Th- th- we got to be quick though. We got to get to the point here. Okay, because it's okay. Th- time is tight with the Mosley show. We really like to stay on point, as you know. The uh, how worried should Baylor fans be about some of these coaching ch- uh, changes? I, I like Chancey Stuckey. I thought he did a nice job, came in. You know, they had that weird offensive staff. They had to fire some folks. And then Chancey right. Stuckey comes in, coaches wide receivers, and I thought he did a nice job. He was a really good player, I think, at Clemson. He played a little bit in the NFL, and now he's right. taking a job at Notre Dame. Is where, where should Baylor fans be right now with the comings and goings of, of some of these staff hires? Well,
13: I think the way you'd look at this first off is that it's going to be a compliment to what Dave Aranda has done with this program, because the fact that when you are successful, uh, people wanted to have your coaches. I mean, look, we saw Dave go through several uh, rumors of coaching opportunities throughout the uh, throughout the season itself. If it wasn't USC, if it was LSU, if it wasn't LSU, then it was Florida. And so, I think just part of that is that people want to be trying to find where they can get coaches who were at successful programs, and Baylor's one of those. You know, you're coming off the third Big 12 championship in school history, uh, school record 12 wins. People want to be a part of that, and of course, you know, Chancy going to Notre Dame, uh, and then uh, is is a you know great opportunity for him. You would think, and of course, Matthew Pollage, the safeties coach, becoming co-defensive coordinator at Oregon uh, is also a great thing for him. It's a it's a step up, and you know, as transient as this industry is, Matt, I don't think people should look at this. You know, we all want stability with our coaching staffs, so and we'd love for these guys to stay together for six, seven, eight years if that was all possible. But that's just not the way this industry works, and, if, and because it's about relationships, we're guys knowing guys from other sports. I mean, look at look at Paulage's replacement, Ronnie Wee, who came from Nevada. Um, you know, he and Dave go back to their days at LSU because Ronnie was an analyst there when Dave was the defensive coordinator. So that's how those things worked. Of course, you know, Ronnie was looking for a job because they made changes at Nevada, but nonetheless, that's kind of how this works. And as far as how the wide receiver replacement for Stucky is going to go, I mean, that could go anywhere. It's, it's, it's a guy that all you're looking for are guys that are going to be adaptable. They're going to jive with all the personalities within the, within the coaches and obviously communicate with the wide receivers to get them to a position where they can perform at a high level that happened with Stucky and, and Tyquan Thornton, you know, you could talk about where I, RJ Snead kind of slipped for, from the beginning of the year to the last half of the year. But of course the, the growth of the tight ends, you know, whether that's how much of that is Stucky, how much of that is Jeff Grimes, but you know, overall, I think, Stuc- and remember, this is Stucky's first job too. So he wasn't going to be here forever.
1: Yeah, I, uh... I guess. I mean, I I want them to be here for. I mean, I I don't know. That's kind of an attitude of like. I mean, if you here a year, and I mm-hmm. think this staff pays a bunch of money. I, I I want them to stay around for more than one year. So I I sure. get it. And maybe the Notre Dame thing is a great opportunity. But I'm I don't know. You're sometimes you're better uh, with with um, perspective. And oh, he's not going to be here forever. I think because I went to Baylor, I'm a little too close to the thing so i get kind of i I get kind of frustrated about things like that if we get a good wide receivers coach i want to keep him and quite honestly jeff grimes and mateos did such an incredible job this year i want to keep the whole offensive staff together so i get it there are dominoes that fall and things happen is there anything going on um portal wise talking to kevin longquist he's with rivals at siccum sports is where you can find a lot of his breaking news uh, B- Baylor's going to get its almost all of its offensive line and a lot of its defensive line back. So they're looking good in that regard. They're going to be thin yeah. right now at running back. Uh, at Tay and some of these young guys might be good. And maybe at wide receiver, although the, the true freshman Armani uh, Winfield might you know be able to help you some there. Is that right. a place where they could be uh, looking in the uh, portal right now, some of those places I mentioned?
13: Okay, so for one, Jackson Player, a local Waco kid uh, who played at Tulsa, was in the portal, was at Baylor for his visit earlier this week, just finished it on – or today, rather. And he is about to announce his decision on Sunday. I kind of like where Baylor stands with him, but, of course, you never know how these things are going to go. I know that Baylor has had some interest in uh, the Oklahoma defensive back at transfer, Latrell McCutcheon. Um And then, uh, you know, was coming in for just a quick visit, I think today or, or something along those lines. But again, he's supposed to be going over to USC. So I think those are two guys to look at as far as the portal is concerned. But keep in mind, too, that, you know, they're at 20 commits for this class, and you can get up to 25 and you can kind of portal your way through this and massage your way through it. I think the way Baylor should be looking at the portal right now, Matt, is going to be another linebacker, maybe someone else in the secondary who's got some, some speed and some experience. That's where McCutcheon stands, that sort of thing. And then I think the other thing you've got to look at here is your, your point about the, uh, the lack of experience with the skill guys, the running back and wide receiver. I kind of think that this spring is going to be about, let's see what we've got with these young guys because you've got to, you've got some really young, talented kids there Starting off with Tay McWilliams in the backfield for one. And then on the wide receiver, you you talked about Armani Winfield, but then don't forget Hal Presley, who had originally committed to Baylor for 2020. Yeah. Then he went to Auburn, didn't like it there for a year, and then he came back to Baylor. And
1: but those, so those guys are like 5'10". Those guys yeah. are all 5'10".
13: Well, Hal's big. Hal's about 6'4". Um, Hal, so oh, Hal
1: Presley's a big dude? Okay, yeah, good. He's a, he's a good guy.
13: Nice and, and then Armani's about six foot, six, one. And nice. then, uh, and, and I think, you know, for those guys, you know, you're getting some size of the wide receiver. What this Baylor wide receiver group needs, Matt, though, is some guys who can be playmakers, different makers, guys that can separate on the field. And I think that's where RJ Cedars in the portal where he kind of got caught or he was, you know, he was a great soldier for these last two years for sure. But I think that's where some of the things that he might've lacked and, You know, Taequann did a great job as far as, you know, making plays in the open field and being that big vertical threat. Wasn't huge, but a guy who could make, size-wise I'm referring to, but a guy that could make some plays. But I think what Baylor needs to do is they need to be a little bit more physical and fast with their receivers. And I think that's where Presley and Winfield can make that difference. It's just a question of, you know, getting the experience to do that. And keep in mind, too, this is the weekend, too, that all the Early arrivals are coming. Uh, there's six of them, including Winfield. So that's going to be a big feather in their cap to get him on campus so he can go through spring.
1: All right. I, all those things are of great interest to me. And uh, by the way, Bears, uh, time runs short here for us, and I need to, you need to get going for the weekend. I know you're going to be um, covering that game tomorrow. We'll all be kind of gathered there, watching the Bears try to bounce back against Oklahoma State team that has some good athletes. Has not been great this year. They're like eight and seven or something right. like that. Uh, I, I'm hoping Sohan can come back soon. I think he's helpful. I think part of this, uh, I think Baylor's still. Trying to figure things out. One thing I'd like to see him do. Uh, last thing I'll bring up with you is I want Kendall Brown such a great talent. They, they, he's got to kind of get. I had Fran on, uh, and and he said he's just got to be willing to take more shots, take open shots. Uh, this mm-hmm. guy's way too good to get lost in the offense.
13: I think the, Fran, obviously, who's a great analyst and has been a great coach in his day in, in the college ranks, but I think he's right about that. The other thing I think I've seen from Kendall is because once the calendar flipped to the conference season, I think Kendall's kind of got into that shell where it's kind of like it's all becoming a little bit overwhelming. I don't want to say that he's hit that wall because usually young guys hit that wall in about another two to three weeks. But I think that's one thing where Kendall has got to find his way and become a little bit mentally tougher on that. And I think the one thing about this Baylor team – and give all the credit to Tech for the win on on Tuesday night because I thought their defense was really good, um, and that's not an indictment against Baylor. It's just more about what Tech did. But I think the one thing that this Baylor team needs to identify is a guy who can take the role of what Mark Vital did had last year. The guy who will be a dive on the floor for loose balls, get deflections, maybe get that steal or that key rebound. Is that Mark? That you, you see? You know, that's you make the term the glue guy. That's what Mark was, and I'm not sure. If there's one on this roster as of yet, they've got to identify that guy still, and it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from their first loss of the season uh, tomorrow afternoon against the Cowboys.
1: Okay, Uh, (laughs) like to I like to well, I love it when you kind of get some uh, you get some uh, uh, some last minute. I also speaking of Cowboys, got a big game Sunday uh, with the with the uh, the local Cowboys. uh, and that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. My Kevin,
13: pre- aren't playing. We're done. So.
1: Yeah. And so is Mike Zimmer. Sadly, you're probably happy about that. He's a friend of mine, so I'm not happy. I think, so it, was kind of happy. I think yeah. it was
13: kind of time for Mike. Yeah. He'd kind of run his course up there.
1: All right. Uh, we've got to, uh, we got to go, Kevin. That's all the time I have. I, I really appreciate it. Always good stuff. And, uh. And uh, appreciate you sharing some of your workout videos with me. Keep them coming, all right? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna put that up on Twitter. That'll be great, uh, Kevin. Great. Kevin Longquist, right, Take care. ladies Take care. and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Kevin refuses to let me like say goodbye to him. He's uh, Kevin likes to be in charge and he talks over me at times, but that's okay. He's still a great friend. Uh, it is time for us to get you ready for Cowboys versus Niners. That is next.
9: It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's for a
14: check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, our weekly visit with athletic director Mac Rhodes heading into a busy weekend. And it's straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
9: wear what the bears wear get the latest in baylor nike gear at the baylor bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com.
15: after my first
11: car accident i feared the biggest damage would be to my wallet i expected a mountain of bills and a long drawn-out process
1: but my texas farm bureau insurance agent was there when i needed her and helped me
11: get back on my feet and in my car in no time instead of a hassle i got reassurance and a quick recovery
10: Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an agent who's there when you need them most. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation.
9: Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life, here's the Voice of the Bears.
14: And welcome back. Today, our weekly visit with Athletic Director Mack Rhodes, beginning with Baylor men's and women's basketball, both looking to bounce back with wins this weekend.
12: Yeah, men's basketball, Oklahoma State, Saturday, 4 p.m. on ESPN, and again, an opportunity to to bounce back. And um, you know, look, we we played uh, a really really good Texas Tech team that that came off a, a home win versus versus Kansas, and you know, I think you know Texas Tech certainly had you know uh, a role in it, but but we didn't play our best, and uh, and again, it's an opportunity to. To recenter and uh, and get back to to what's made us successful. So excited about uh, about that game, and then you know women's basketball again coming off a, a tough road loss at Oklahoma, um, going to to Kansas on on Sunday at, at 2 p.m. on ESPN Plus, and you know that'll be three straight road games. That's hard. Um, obviously fighting COVID, coming back. Um, if you followed the game against Oklahoma, I think you know our our young young women would just it was hard in the in the fourth quarter in terms of conditioning but uh, they'll get back on track and so excited for for both of those programs moving forward
14: before we uh, wrap it up let's wrap it up with football uh boy what a great finish what a great season
12: yeah absolutely was uh, a lot of first evers when you think about you know 12 wins when you think about uh, the number five AP ranking the the highest highest ever for for us and you know again it's a uh, it's a tribute, certainly, to Coach Aranda and the staff, and and our young men. And uh, you know, I'm particularly, especially proud of our seniors. They've been through a lot. They really did a great job of of leading, and um, not only just on the football field, but certainly certainly in the classroom. You know, our football program finished with a, a 3.04. GPA fall semester. First time ever for them to be over a 3.0. So getting it done there, and, and by the way, a shout out to both men's and women's basketball, because fall semesters of 3.0 and above. First time ever for those two programs as well.
14: Thanks, Mac. And that's our time for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow from the Farrell Center and have more Monday. I'm John Morris.
12: Listen to
6: ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
14: A bank in
3: any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone at central national bank we provide central texans with a different kind of banking we believe in people over processes listening over telling and helping our customers over helping ourselves come to central national bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic
8: I, I'm going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to Pickup Outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to
7: Pickup Outfitters? Tune in again to the, the Naked truck. truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, Two Twenty Lakeview Drive in Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. The Houston Texans fired David Culley yesterday, a move that came four days after Houston wrapped a 4-13 and campaign in his first season as head coach. The Cowboys have taken Will McClay off the GM market by giving him a new deal to stay in Dallas as the vice president of player personnel. The NFL playoffs get underway tomorrow with Cincinnati and Las Vegas, followed by New England and Buffalo. The Cowboys host the 49ers on Sunday at 3.30, and you can hear that game on Fox Sports. Central Texas number 19 Texas Tech continues its run through the Big 12 beating Oklahoma State 78 to 57 the Cowboys will be in Waco tomorrow afternoon to take on number one Baylor four o'clock tip and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas Baylor women will be on the road Sunday looking for their first conference win taking on Kansas with a two o'clock tip and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas Sports Center every 20 minutes
6: only on ESPN Central Texas
1: oh man we are run out of time on this friday we got a lot going on we'll uh we'll we'll do this the best we can uh, but uh, we just have so many great uh sponsors and partners i mean we could barely even get on the air they just want to be with us and we appreciate them so much and Things like the Cowboys beat, which are so exciting with Christy Scales, I know you wait for that each day. All right, um, let's um, let's let's get uh, let's get right to it. I, I do want to share Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Thank you, thank you for what you do. Thank you, Ted Teague. Uh, I, I drive the Grand Cherokee uh, Laredo because I believe in what our sponsors do. I believe in these dealerships and uh, love the I love the vehicle. I just it just it gets me everywhere. I go all around the state. I love it. I really have enjoyed it. All right, uh, Cowboys, the latest is COVID looks good. All right, the COVID protocol stuff looks pretty good. So that's the good news. Now, Keanu Neal earlier today was ruled out for the Cowboys. Now, you'll recall, I know most of the attention goes to Micah Parsons. Keanu Neal's a guy who can play linebacker, can play a little safety, a bit of a hybrid player. He's nice. He's a nice player. I mean, are they in trouble because Keanu Neal's not going to play? No. No, because they, Ken O'Neill, much like Amari, he's a he's a non-vaxer, he's an anti-vaxer guy, which is fine. We we don't sit around here judging people on this program. They can do whatever they want, but uh, uh, he's been out for those reasons <clears throat> at times this year, and now it's more of an injury situation. But the good news is that's that's really it. This team's as healthy as it's been in a long time, and I think everybody feels good about that. Now, what are we going to see in the stands? Well, my point is, apparently, San Francisco 49ers fans are trying to take this thing over. And as I made a point on a, another program earlier today, uh, Cowboys fans have a tendency, if somebody offers them decent money, they're like, yeah, you bet. And uh, the 49ers are going to show up, and they're going to show out. They're going to be loud. But uh, Cowboys fans need to try to drown them out. I would say you'll have about yeah, about 80,000 Cowboys fans, maybe Maybe 10,000 49ers fans, just about four or 5,000 people that just kind of accidentally ended up there. And uh, it'll be a good game. It's going to be fun. I, I like the Cowboys' chances here because I think they can bottle up Garoppolo. I, I don't like his chances for putting two great games together. He is a streaky quarterback. I think if you get him off his point, he'll throw you the ball. I think he's a guy that throws uh, – at times he throws behind – wide receivers this this team is very opportunistic and I think they're gonna be sitting on that run game okay they've had trouble against the run at times they're not great against the run they're not horrific at it let's not act like they're horrible at it I think they're gonna put they're gonna they're gonna stop the run game first and then they'll be they'll go from there and um, and I just don't think I mean Debo Samuel's a good kind of he can run it he can play wide receiver they're okay they're, they're they got some they got some guys I like at wide receiver, but they will not overwhelm you with with great talent at wide receiver. Cowboys should be okay on that side of the ball, and this is a game when you unleash Tony Pollard. We had uh, Babe Laufenberg on with us yesterday, and what did Babe say? He said if, if, if he only has like six touches, you know, that you do not want to end this game with him having only six touches. Cowboys are bad sometimes about forgetting to, to get the complimentary player in there, but the Cowboys are going to try to run the ball at least 15, 20 times and have the semblance of a running game. They're going to try to hit the perimeter in and, uh, and some of these uh, uh, and offensive lines in pretty good shape. So I think the Cowboys are fine. I don't think this is a bad matchup. I think they're going to be okay. But uh, we will uh, let you know everything when we meet back on Monday morning. The uh, dismount is coming up next.
6: The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN
14: Central Texas. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, Listen closely to this message.
7: Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country.
14: Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley.
7: Our plans encourage educated consumption of healthcare. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's
14: worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y
5: benefitservices.com.
0: Wings Pizza and Things has been your go to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 bit screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made from scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years.
10: With Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Waco, our brands continue to win awards year after year. The 2021 Ram brand just received first place in the prestigious JB Power Initial Quality. The Dodge brand finished second to Ram, and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator is rated first among all mid-sized trucks. This month, you can get an early start to the new year with the Start Something New Sales event, only at Alan Samuels in Waco. Come by, let's be friends. Stay
6: close. The dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up.
14: Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D.M.R.A. Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D.M.R.A. Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive.
6: It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley
1: Show. All right, it is Matt Mosley. And, um, well, I hope you have a great weekend. Lots planned. Baylor at Oklahoma State, 4 o'clock um, on uh, tomorrow. And it's Sunday at 2 o'clock. Tip-off uh, Baylor at Kansas. Baylor women need a win. Let's go. Let's go, Nikki. Come on now, Aaron. What was um, what was Curtis talking about? I think you and I picked up on what Nikki said and actually discussed it yesterday. Do you remember? Did you hear what Nalissa said? That maybe peaked. Uh, I meant to ask Curtis about it, but we finally had to let him go because he had to be on air. Did he? Did you? Do you remember anything Nalissa said? Um, I'm gonna have to. We may have to do a re-examination of that the other day. Hopefully, the Bears. The Bears win, and and, uh, and we won't worry about it. All right, Aaron, um, this is, uh, well, this has to be a quickie. And uh, I, I did want to say good news today. Uh, Tyron Smith, uh, uh, Jaron Jer- Curse, and Tony Pollard were full participants. Expected to be a full go Sunday as the Cowboys host a playoff game. All right, that's all the time we have this week. We promise to see you Monday at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody.